and welcome to episode 246 of Laps Gamer Radio. I'm your host, Mark. Join me tonight, the other Mark and Nick. Gentlemen, how are you doing? All good, thank you. Hi. All good? Yeah. Excellent. Hey, hey. How's the weather around your way? Warm. Yeah, warm. Is it, has it warmed up a lot? Yeah. 11 degrees, like, uh, it says here. I might get into well. t-shirt, t-shirt and shorts weather. We hit like... Uh, it's like uh, somewhere between 12 and 14 degrees at one point oh the other day. Word. Wow. But it's just been, it's been offset by the fact that it's just been wet. Yeah. Wet as fuck. And windy. Yeah. So like, yeah. And f- yeah, super windy. We had like 50 uh, not a fan of that. the other day. Like not last night, the night before I was just like kept waking up every hour or so from some wind gust happening and then mm-hmm. neighbors bins falling over and shit like yeah. that. Yeah. No one lost any tiles there, right? No. Nope. Garden furniture. That was always the fear. That was about yeah, it. Yeah, garden furniture goes away. Some somewhere uh, in your neighbourhood, someone's fence posts will like a fence panels will blow down. If there's something uh, strange <laughs> in the neighbourhood. Exactly. Did you know James Acaster's in the new? Yeah. Uh, That's yeah. crazy. I only found out because I listened to the Paul Rudd episode of um, <laughs> Off Menu. That's great. Uh, and I was like, what the fuck are they talking about working together? And I looked at it, oh my god. Anyway, um, video games, video games, video games, video games. Uh, we've been playing some, but before we talk about that, there's been some news. Um, have you guys heard about this game, Pal World? Yes, mate. Have you heard about this, Nick? I've, I've, I've heard some rumblings about a pal, a pal that is potentially in a world made of other pals. It's like, what if anime third-person arc survival evolved, but instead of dinosaurs, it's knockoff Pokemon clones, and some of them have guns? Yes, yeah, it's a bonkers um, game. Bonkers-looking game, isn't it? Very interesting concept. Yeah, I've been watching some, some videos of it. I've got it downloaded on my Xbox. It's on Game Pass. Oh, is it? Uh, and yeah, it's on Game Pass. Yeah, um, get that, it sold stupid numbers on Steam. There was like had like 1.6 million concurrent players at one point, Jesus. which is nuts. It's um, the third highest peak ever for a paid game on Steam, which is wild. Beaten mm. only by uh, PUBG s- and CS:GO, I think. CS:GO is free, though, isn't it? It was paid at some point. Oh right, okay. I Apparently, um, it could well be. Uh, I haven't played CS since. What was the one before Global Offensive? Oh God, no. Source, Source, Source. Yeah. Counter Strike Source was the last time I played that. Um, so, yeah, I've seen some footage of it. It looks interesting, but also kind of um, potentially litigious. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, I, yeah. I might give it a go but yeah there's been a couple of interesting stories about it um, one of which is the Pokemon company apparently plans to investigate Palworld mm. um, they came out with a statement saying we received many inquiries regarding another company's game released in January 2024 by the way footage of Palworld has been available for a couple of years at least yeah um, so it's not, it's kind of weird they're like taken by surprise by it. Um, I think it's probably one of those though where they, they, they knew about it, but they didn't care until it was successful. 
till till til, yeah. til money started rolling and mm, people yeah. started getting being like hey this game is cool they're like no no we yeah. want that money <laughs> we want that cool yeah <laughs> yeah uh not that the pokemon company you think would need any money no they're just rolling in it right they then they they're rolling in it just off the back of pokemon go uh, i'd imagine yeah. um yeah uh so yeah power world sold like um Apparently, sold over seven million copies in under a week, uh, and so they put out this statement: "We have received many inquiries regarding uh, another company's game released in January 2024. We have not granted any permission for the use of Pokemon intellectual property or assets in that game. We intend to investigate and take appropriate measures to address any acts that infringe on intellectual property rights related to the Pokemon." That's a weird sentence structure. Yeah. We will continue to cherish and nurture each and every Pokemon and its world and work to bring the world together through Pokemon in the future. Hmm. Um, I feel... We've had a lot of of people bothering us about this game. Please stop bothering us. Lawyers are on it. Yeah. There's apparently already a mod that put Pokemon in the game and Nintendo's issued a DMCA against that Yeah, Nexus mods have refused to host it as well because they say it's not worth it. No, it's not worth it. But no, I completely agree. I mean... uh, the idea like the idea of a sort of pal game shall we say isn't mm. exactly original or or copyrightable it would only be if no. if somewhere they they are saying right this pal is 100% ripped off from this pokemon this and is the yeah, you say now the user's Twitter assets uh, yeah. i've i've not seen much yeah. about it but from yeah, what I see, that there's some that are obviously meant to be certain Pokemon, but yeah. not. Yes. There is a too... lot of similarities between them, uh, and I think that's the grounds on it. I don't think it's the ground. It's on the grounds of like the the idea of having a you know a, a, yeah you know collecting pal friends because otherwise not mechanically suing, it's difficult to they, they'd have been suing sue Digimon for, for years yeah and they'd have but, been sued um, by like Dragon Age, Dragon Quest, Quest. Dragon Quest. Yes, that's, it. that's the thing. It's like I never really. Like I never put two and two together with that one until so I saw some images on on online uh, and like the original gen Pokemon side by side with some classic Dragon Quest uh, monsters and it's like oh fuck yeah. <laughs> like this is this is a this is a I think a slightly it, it crosses over the line from inspired by into almost outright plagiarism yeah because that's it isn't it you can be inspired by something and as long as you don't infringe on the ip and copyright then it's fine but yes as soon as you do then that's a big no-no yeah um it's all a bit um silly there was another story as well i'm I'm almost loath to bring this up because the guys have He's a bit of a prat. Um, uh, a very popular streamer, one of the biggest streamers in the world, is a guy called Asmund Gold. Yeah. Um, who is uh, under fire at the moment for making some rather um, silly comments about. Um, he's talking about um, some of the creatures in Power World, the similarities to Pokemon um, have led people to like question on whether or not ai was involved in the design they have said that some aspects of the game 
has been uh, and, and this is not the the first game like uh, square enix were out recently talking about their foam stars game all right some aspects of the art in that are ai generated okay like uh albums like select the in-game music the album covers for the in-game music is apparently ai generated very small part of the game but still it's you know it's creeping um, you know, uh, obs- uh, increased obsolescence for, yeah. for artists. Did you see? Um, did you see the thing from Magic: The Gathering the other week? No. They they posted um, a like image on Twitter teasing some new stuff, and everyone was like, "Hey, I thought you said you were never going to use AI artists, uh, like AI instead mm-hmm. of artists." Uh, why are you using AI? Because this image is clearly AI generated. And they doubled down and said, this isn't AI generated. This is created by real artists. And uh, then they eventually, 48 hours later, said, some of this was made by AI artists. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. It was genuinely, I'll try and find it, but it's very obvious it's, it's an AI image. But it's just another yeah, one of those tell. where it's like marketing. Um, yeah. 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 Do you see the, um, the one in the new Prince of Persia game where they forgot to add a voice line? So no. they hastily just added one in AI to uh, and uh, to basically to t- until they can get it re-recorded, mm. which is a bit weird. It's all a bit sketch, yeah, man. Uh, but yeah, and I'll, when this 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 sub subject with um, regards to Powell came up on his stream, um, Asman Gold said, um, "It doesn't matter. Like the only opinion that matters is customers." opinions uh, rather than whether ai in games is good or bad he said he, he said artists opinions don't matter because what matters is the opinion of the people that are buying the product it's not relevant it's like whenever one of these really well-respected directors talks about how bad marvel is shut up old man like uh no martin score says you can say whatever the fuck he wants about marvel films you shut the fuck up but also <laughs> uh <laughs> i think it is it's not just a but like most um, uh, consumers aren't going to know anything really. Like the vast majority, we are we are in terms of gamers, a very very niche corner of the gaming world where we care about the people who make video games. Ninety nine percent of of video game consumers don't know who makes their games and don't care who makes yeah. their games really. Yep. Um. But I think it. I th- I think he's completely wrong. I think it is. It is bad. Um, it's because it it might start with something simple like with the um, uh, foam stars situation with like some small aspects of the artwork being AI generated. But then like what happens next? Hmm. Um, where there's a game we'll probably be talking about this evening that's got aspects of AI in there, and I don't know how I feel about it really. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh well. Yeah. At least the rest of the video game business is completely healthy and happy, and yeah, it's in a really good place. You know. It's in a really good place. Everyone's really secure in their jobs. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what's that, Nick? You put in a face. <laughs> so we are currently twenty-five days into the year. Don't don't alarm you guys, but we are mm. twenty twenty-five days into the year, right? January twenty-fifth. Um, yeah. Can you guys remember how many layoffs there were in the video game business last year? 
Um, somewhere north of six thousand. Six thousand ish. Yeah. Yeah. Somewhere between six and seven thousand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're twenty-five days into the year, and remember, there are three hundred and sixty-four and a bit days in in a normal year. Yes. It's an extra one this year because it's a leap year. But we're 25 days in, and there have already been at least 5,900 layoffs announced. Oh, good. So That's we're we're almost... We've done a year's we've worth had as many layoffs. Yeah, we've done almost... Uh, by the end of the month, still, <laughs> there's still like six days left. Um, by the end of the month, we, we, might be, we might have beaten last year's record already. Champion! Wow. <laughs> yeah. So uh, where are these latest layoffs then? So the latest layoffs uh, today uh, affecting Microsoft slash Activision Blizzard, uh, about 1,900 people being laid off across Xbox and Activision Blizzard, uh, which represents 8.6% of Microsoft's gaming workforce. Uh, There are two others from today as well. Raycon Games, about 60 people. Uh, They Mm. previously released Ruiner in 2017. has been teasing its next game for the last year or so. Uh, Little Red Dog Games t- laid off 27 people today as well. Uh, these are all today, mm. by the way, as well. Um, so, yeah. Um, people Can Fly yesterday laid off 30-ish people. Um, yeah. They, of course, made uh, the Outrun Outriders recently. Outriders, and Outriders yeah. Um, Bullet yeah, Storm before that. Yeah. that. Uh, Riot Games the other day laid off 530 people. Uh, that one in particular was pretty bad because I literally woke up and went on Twitter and my entire feed was just filled with people saying, yeah, I just got laid off. So Jesus. that was a great start to the day. Yeah. Uh, um, Did you see the one um, of, of those where they just brought out like a new wellness and like mindfulness um, initiative in Riot? Of course. And she'd course. taken um, an hour out to be on that course and then oh, had man. it revoked in the middle of the course. Jesus Christ, and, that's um, awful. Yeah, literally had to kind of like then, then try and work out what was going on and then found out she'd been laid off. It was, yeah, it was appalling. Yeah. I saw another one as well where um, his he was on um, compassionate leave because his dad had just died and mm. got laid off in the middle of that. Um, that was also Riot. <laughs> um, so that was fun. He tweeted saying, hey, my dad died um, and I've just been laid off. Uh, so that's mm-hmm. great. Um, yeah. I mean, there's never a good way to be laid off, but no. it seems Riot... I'm pretty sure they, they were pretty bad about it last time as well, last time they had layoffs last year. Um, yeah. I seem to remember a lot yeah. of less than good stories coming out about how people were laid off and how they were told or not told. It's a bit like Twitter last year, you know, when everyone was getting fired or leaving Twitter yeah. and they were just literally waking up and not being able to log into the laptops and being like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, Tamor put out a good tweet about this, uh, saying like, uh, Microsoft spent billions on acquiring Activision Blizzard King, gave Bobby Kotick millions on his way out, made billions in Q4 of 2023 alone. This is what corporate consolidation does because this is what corporate consolidation is all about. Absolute disgrace. This is Mm. devastating for the people affected, but also the people who remain uh, both are left picking up the pieces of corporate moves that were only ever for the benefit of the few at the top. It's heartbreaking. You all deserved better than this. Um, I've seen, uh, and it's like I, you sh- I should, 
uh, absolutely ignore them. I didn't respond to any any of these points, but you see like um Xbox fanboys. It's <laughs> just like being a console fanboy. Uh and I think being a console fanboy above the age of like 8 <laughs> is like yeah, straight to jail. I'd like, say maybe like just... 10 to 12. Yeah. Okay, I'll give you that. Yeah. I'll give you um, yeah, yeah pre-2019. Yeah, I, I remember posting that. on the Nintendo forums as a, as a massive Nintendo fanboy when I was about yeah. ten. That's fine. Nice. Okay, I'd say probably once you once you've like once you're through puberty, if you're still fighting a console war, then um, you yeah. should be sent to jail. Yep. Agreed. But they were like defending, saying, "Oh, this it's it's perfectly natural. It's like what uh, you know, it's it's because uh, there's lots of uh, redundant positions since, since the acquisition. They don't need like extra HR and all this stuff. And it's like, come on, man." Like this is your stop. This is like n- n- your level of simping for a multinational corporation that does not care about you, does not know you exist. Has reached the point you where dead. you're excusing people losing their jobs. I get fucked. Yep. Um. Mm. And I don't. I don't buy that excuse at all. To be honest, it's like uh, it's one of these. One of the bigger big chunks of the laughs this year before this one actually the the, oh, the, the biggest chunk before the Microsoft one was the eighteen hundred people that were cut from Unity, and I oh, wonder yeah. how much of that is because of that failed nonsense. Oh yeah, the John Riccatello. last year. Is it Riccatello? The, the, the guy? John Riccatello, yeah. yeah the um, oh, you, we're going to charge people. F- uh, yeah, yeah. Every time you're installed, we're going to take a cut of. We're going to take money from the developer for every time a game is downloaded yeah i could be misremembering this but that was the same guy who was in charge of all the ai ea like um you know he was make it all into microtransactions and you know Uh, and like the online passes and stuff like that having to pay money to be able to play a game online if you bought it secondhand like get fucked um i've just seen i i'm almost certain that like a large percentage of those cuts is probably because like he made this decision it went down like a lead balloon Mm. I think he's gone now, taking a very, yeah, very yeah. healthy golden handshake on the way out. But it's had an adverse impact on the business because developers have been like, well, you tried to do this once. What's to say you won't do it in the future? Yeah. Yep. We're not going to build our next game on Unity. Tank the stock oh, yeah. price, all that, you know. It's, yeah. Hmm. So the decision of one fucking moron at the top has cost 1,800 people their jobs. Yep. Potentially. Potentially, of course, mm. yeah. Um, I've allegedly. Just seen uh, um, Mike Yabara's left Blizzard as well. Yes, as today. Uh, he he was a he, but he was at Microsoft and then left, and then went to Blizzard and then left. So, I'm sure he'll be back. I, you know, I don't know what he was doing though. What was he in charge of? He was president of Blizzard. <laughs> Wasn't he working on something? Or was he just, just being president? President in it right up. Oh, it says the new Blizzard survival game has been cancelled as well, so he might have been working on that, maybe? Yeah. Long-serving president was... Mike Yabara is leaving the Diablo 4 and walk World of Warcraft maker. Hey. Yeah, mm. Blizzard's new game Odyssey has been cancelled. Yeah, this is the sort of shit I've been seeing. There's a lot of unnecessary jobs when two large companies merge. I've seen it myself. Those redundancies don't help anyone if they linger around. Your job becomes pointless to even yourself. Get fucked. I'm sorry, but like... <laughs> Take that boot out of your mouth and get fucked. 
it's two big companies merging, but that just makes one bigger company. So that needs more, <laughs> yeah. that needs the same amount of resources to run. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's exactly. going to be like, "Hey, Microsoft got Blizzard now. Why aren't they making twice as many games soon?" But now you've yeah. got and a HR department the... that needs to deal with twice the amount of people. Exactly. But it's half yeah. the, you know. Yeah, it just doesn't doesn't work. No. Oh man, it's all doom and gloom. Yes, let's mate. talk about um, some good shit. Yeah, let's talk about some good shit. Fun stuff. Nick, hi. Tell us about this game. Is it cyberpunk? Uh, I believe it is pronounced cyberpunk. Cyberpunk, right? Cyberpunk. Never heard That's of it. about this. This is a new game. Uh, no, it came out last year, I think. <laughs> right. Okay. Or the year before. That's probably why I, don't okay. know, I haven't heard of it. I've just forgotten about it. Yeah, you'll have forgotten about it. I mean, no one's talking <laughs> about it, right? <laughs> cyberpunk. Um, when it came out. Uh, it was buggy as hell on consoles, apparently. Um, some people had good experiences, some people had I not great experiences. I refunded it, it was that buggy. There you go. Um, PlayStation. Apparently, if you had it a was super PC... fucking rough on PlayStation. Apparently, mm. if you had a super PC, it was fine. But if yeah. you didn't, then basically... Yeah. I picked it up on a PC, yeah. Again, like basically refunded it on the PlayStation, picked it up on a PC. It wasn't actually too bad. But there was a lot of T-posing and like weird AI and... Yeah, bugs, so into the floor and wasn't yeah. literally ground grinding to like three frames a second. Yeah, so uh, that was like was... two years ago when it was released, or three years ago, yeah. whenever it was released. Um, in the meantime, they've introduced some patches and a recently what they've called. Have they called it like? Have they actually called it V one point one? That's nice. Two point zero. Two point zero. Two point eight. Well, we're on uh, two point one now. Two point one. So yeah, yeah they they, they have added they added some more stuff after the two point oh. Wow. <laughs> So like, much new stuff. Uh, the the ability to ride the trains and uh, some other stuff. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, um, it, Cyberpunk has moved on from what it was. Uh, I never experienced it as what it was because I kind of and I don't want to say I saw it coming, but I was a bit overwhelmed with games at the time. Yeah. And I didn't need another massive AAA game to add to my backlog that I would never play. And luckily, that was the right that was the right idea. Uh, so I picked it up this winter in the Steam sale with the new Phantom Liberty expansion and yeah. all the version two point updates and amends. So I started playing through this um, the other the other day at the weekend. Um, I'm not very far in, uh, but I've been playing it exclusively on the Steam Deck which is not a supercomputer and it's probably less powerful than a PlayStation... Wait, well, definitely less mm. powerful than a PlayStation 5. And you know what? It's getting solid 30 frames a second, like okay. absolute silky smooth 30 FPS all the way through so far. It's incredible. Nice. Um, for a game of that sort of, you know, graphical fidelity and the world and stuff. I'm sure the world and like the pedestrians and draw distances scaled down compared to what is on the PC and stuff. Yeah. Um, but you know what? For, for what it is, it's really good. It reminds me of um, when I first got the PSP and I bought Liberty City Stories. And I was like, <laughs> this is GTA, but it's like in my hands. It's incredible. And then you go back and look at it now and you're like... There are no pedestrians. There's, yeah, there's hardly any cars. Yeah. You can hardly see in front of you. But at the time, it was incredible. You were like, Jesus, this is GTA on a handheld. It's incredible. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, 
I'm not very far into the story, but I've got a few plot points in um, and a few different transitions in. Uh, I wasn't... The first couple of hours are a bit slow and interesting. Mm. Um, I, I wasn't really sure what to make of it at first. It was a lot of information and a lot of tutorials being thrown at you very quickly. Um, And it kind of just dumps you in the world and you have to pick a lot of stuff up uh, and a lot of different sort of uh, systems and different, it it just feel the first couple of hours just feel very um, overwhelming. I want to say, but I think, the first sort of mission, the first proper mission you do, uh, it starts to flow uh, and and yeah. you start to enjoy it and start to get to grips with it. When Basically, when it starts letting you just do missions and shooting people and and doing what you're supposed to be doing, I'm finding it's flowing a lot nicer, um, which is quite nice. The one thing I will criticize is the dialogue feels very forced and mm. very... Um, you know, like how GTA dialogue is very over the top in sort of a a way that you you're always like, oh, it's, it's almost GTA. to the point of parody. parody yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's just, parody yeah. over the top. Cyberpunk kind of takes that and then goes one step over the edge. I feel like whoever whoever was responsible for the for the dialogue and the narrative has watched way too many sort of uh, way too many like cyberpunk gangster movies, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. And it's just very like. At some points, every other word is, is swearing, and it's just not it's really a bit kind of RoboCop slash um, oh, uh, Total Recall, you know, Running Man, that kind of all that Verhoeven kind of. Yeah, it's just stuff. like it's. I'm I'm not usually one to criticize stuff for this, but it, it's very sweary and mm. to the point where it doesn't need to be. Like, I enjoy a good swear as much mm. as the other person, but when when your sentences are half swearing. You kind of got, got to start question. Do you need to do this? Yeah. Um, I think um, to be fair, it's it's uh, it's mostly um, V and and Johnny Silverhand. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's V the, and other sweary ones. And there's another guy you interact with quite early on a lot. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He, when uh, when V and him are, him are shooting the shit. Like it's just very, very sweary. Yeah, but I, I feel like yeah. cyberpunk as a, as a genre is is sort of sort of based in that kind of gritty, grimy eighties. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, very sweary. Like they've mm. even even when you go into some of the buildings, it's like there's dildos and God knows what else. You know, I'm fine with dildos. I'm fine with dildos. Everywhere. You know, it's very. Um, it's sure just. You are, mate. It's just fucking like it's shitty when fucking every single fucking sentence has fucking shitty fucking swearing every yeah. shitty fucking time. Like, do you know what I mean? The, yeah. That sentence was very hard to think about and say and hear, and that's kind of what the first few hours of dialogue are yeah. basically. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just you know, it, it's it's probably like the the one thing I can find to pick at to say mm. this isn't great. I, I and no, I'm I get sure what it you mean. Better. It's it's uh it feels like it is trying to so like the 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 text of like the cyberpunk genre is a is a novel called neuromancer which came out in the yeah. 80s and it's very 80s punk counterculture inspired but with like you know heavy sci-fi elements in there uh and then i think the original like tabletop cyberpunk game is not that 
much younger than than that. It's 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 old school cyberpunk. Yeah. Yep. Uh, in terms of how long the genre has existed, it does get better. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, oh, the yeah. other characters you interact with in the main story uh, and especially in the the DLC are, are a lot more nuanced. Okay. Than. Uh, but I can't even remember the the character's name. The one you're talking about. He's a rough and ready street kid. Yeah. And talks like a rough and ready. I imagine a rough and ready street kid would talk like in a cyberpunk dystopia, but <laughs> but I know what you mean. It uh, it it is a little bit like uh, a little bit rote. Yes. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I'm I'm really enjoying it. Um, mm. I had my first bit with I can't remember his name now. The Keanu Reeves dude, Johnny Silverhands. Johnny Silverhands. He's fucking fun to play as. <laughs> Just because yeah. he's like one shot killing everything, but um, yeah, um, I'm I'm interested to, to to continue playing it and see how it is, and like I say, yeah. it's running really nicely on the deck. Um, it's so, it's interesting yeah. when you get in as you get further into it from that kind of initial tutorial section, and seeing the way that like there's multiple ways to like it's like the scenarios that they 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 plat they pan out in different ways it's very very much actually like a game you like like the um uh, what's the adam jensen game deus ex there's there's mm-hmm. there's sort of that kind of multiple pass through the same area if you yeah. want to look for it and stuff and i'm glad yeah, to I, hear I, that I really because that. like i was literally thinking um in the first couple of hours i was like i could be playing deus ex right now and having a really yeah. good time um, yeah, it's not but, a million miles away, but I think well, like you said, it's slightly more. Um, they're kind of uh, similar worlds, and I'm sure they're inspired by similar things. Yeah, yeah similar things, uh, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But no, and it's, it's uh, just two different ways of like you know. I think Deus Ex leans more into the, at least from what I've experienced so far, Deus Ex leans more into the um, sort of uh, tech, living, breathing system system worlds, where yeah. mm-hmm. and different ways to approach um things where a cyberpunk seems to at the minute just have like you can be a little bit stealthy or shoot shit and shoot shit is kind of yeah feels like the right way well, to play there are there when are they, builds um yeah i was gonna say once they uh there were there always were but it was like a, a little bit complex a little bit clunky but since they redesigned the um perk system with 2.0 um, made things a lot more straightforward to to understand. Like you can build in some very specific ways. If you want to be just like a bruiser that carries heavy weapons, you can build that way. If you want to be like a cyberpunk samurai that just like darts all over the place using a katana to chop people up, you can do that. You can go full stealth. You can be like whatever the cyberpunk equivalent of a of a, a wizard is, and just build Hack into hacking and, yeah yeah and and kill people without even you know going near them without laying a weapon on them um there's a lot of scope for some very interesting builds i i'm a boring fuck and i just tend towards i just go full stealth uh <laughs> whenever i build a character in that sort of game in both playthroughs i've been full stealth but um there are uh, respecking is uh is really easy to do so at any yeah. point i could just completely rebuild my character into something new and it could be quite fun yeah um yeah good game like i said once i got into mm. the story i i really started to enjoy the story and that was on the original and i, I, I can't wait to play the dlc on it 
DLC is amazing. Mm. Uh, like I was saying to Frank Gare on another podcast, like the first few hours of it is basically Escape from New York, uh, and it's really cool. And then it like yeah. it has some really really interesting. Like there's some really great missions in the main story and the side story of of the vanilla game. Um, one of them in particular is like a is an incredible like uh, uh, long like stalking and stealth mission set in a big festival that happens in like the Chinatown area of um of uh Night City and it's really cool. But mm. like they really dialed up like the the variety and the uh, of the missions in the um in the DLC. And also like in the the base game there's like side missions but they're kind of like much of a much it's like go and rescue this person or go and kill this person or go and steal this thing. Yep. Yeah. But in the uh in oh, excuse me the new stuff that was added with with phantom liberty um uh and stuff that was added into the base game with 2.0 it's like the side missions those little they're not even side missions because the side missions in the main game do have like proper storylines with arcs but these are just like the random little gigs you pick up now have their own plot lines in them um tie into the main story and tie into other quests and it's just this the level of of quest design and storytelling and everything got so much better and and like i talked about when i was mentioning this uh a few episodes ago it's got one of my favorite air like ever types of mission in the video game which is social stealth in a party setting <laughs> nice uh it was the best mission in dishonored um there's been multiple missions like that in the Hitman series. Uh, put me in a party setting where I have to do some skullduggery and stealth yep. whilst appearing as a guest at a, a guest, party. Yeah. And I am on board. Yep. Fucking love it. It's like the, um, well, it's the first mission of Hitman 2016, the Paris one, where you're at like, the Fashion yes. Week party. That's yes. great. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I love that stuff. Wicked. Yeah, I think Cyberpunk's in a really good position, yeah. um, really good place now. I'm looking forward to seeing like they did two pieces of DLC for The Witcher Three. I'm hoping there'll be a second one for Cyberpunk because um, that game's like the popular opinion of that game has done a complete 180. Yeah. It's wild. Yep. Um, I have seen it happen. I've seen it happen with other games. I haven't seen it happen quite so quickly. Just like turn on a dime yeah. like that from like what it was to 2.0. Um, you see it with like uh, No Man's Sky, but that took a while. Mm. Everybody loves that game now, but yeah, it took a while to get to that position. Rainbow Six you know. Siege, that was another one that kind of Rainbow Six Siege, yeah, yeah, mm. that turned around pretty quickly. Yeah, it did. Um, shall we talk about the game that we played together? Yeah, yeah. We talk about some finals. Chazzy, tell us about the finals. Finals is essentially a VR competition that uh, that is a first-person shooter. So you're in what is it? Three groups? Three groups of three? Three v three v three. Three 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 v three. Yeah. And um, <laughs> on the face of it, it is uh, just a a shooter where you are sort of a capture the flag type situation where you're trying to um, uh, get money and. To go to a vault, break into the vault, steal money, 
take it to a cash point somewhere and cash the money in and the most people with the most money wins um sort of call of duty battlefield-esque shooting quite you know very good mechanics in 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 that respect but the fun part of this is is all the abilities and the destruction that you can cause in the level. So you can have a cash point on a, a in a building, uh, a floor above you, and you can use C four and like someone's protecting this, this cash point, but you can put C four underneath it and blow the heart, blow a hole in the floor and drop the cash point to your level and steal the cash point and run away. So it, there's just all this mad, crazy tactics that you can do with the dis- using the destruction and yeah, it just it's just a massive free for all, mad, just sh- shooter fest with cash points going here and there, everywhere explosions going off here, there, and everywhere, and yeah, it's just carnage, and I absolutely adore it. Um, but yep. yeah, I mean. How did you guys find it when when we were playing it? Because obviously I've been bigging it up for a, a couple of months now. I had an awful time. <laughs> <laughs> That's bullshit. You had a great time. Oh, it's so good. Um, so good. Yeah, uh, yeah. I haven't had that much fun playing a uh, like PvP shooter in. I'm trying to think. Was the last time I had that much fun? Yeah. Uh, and it might have been. For me, it's like Battlefield Three. That kind of yeah, area. I think it is like the the heyday of Battlefield, like because because it, it's the first time. Um, now I'm, I'm the other games will probably do this. Like I haven't played. Um, what's the game? What's the what's the um, the Battlefield I like? Battle bit. Battle bit. Battle bit. Yeah. I haven't played Battle bit remastered with friends yet. Yeah, we need to play that um, together. Yeah, yeah. We okay. should. Yeah. But like the old feeling in Battlefield Three and Battlefield Four of like you and a bunch of mates in a squad capturing a point and holding it down and getting assaulted by some cunt in a little bird helicopter yep. and somehow coming out on the other side alive, or like using a shooting like uh, just like some of the crazy stuff that could happen. Uh, I haven't felt that in a like since then, and I got you know a good chunk of that back again mm. in. Um, playing uh, the finals because it's just it's fucking crazy it's yeah. absolutely nuts like there was one moment where we captured the 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 whatever it's the cash pot taking it to one of the extraction points that was on top of like some scaffolding kind of <laughs> yeah some sort of scaffolding stuff and we were getting assaulted by by both the other teams they were fighting each other obviously as well but like there's we were getting assaulted in, by them. Yeah, to where we there was were. One, there was one route in up the stairs, and then, like, you could kind of, like, I don't know, put jump pads on and maybe get up there. And we were just throwing gas uh, gas mines down the stairs while you were, like, filling in the, the top of the stairwell with <laughs> the expanding goof. foam. Expand, yeah, I was yeah. popping an expanding foam down. Putting f- expanding yeah. foam everywhere, and we held it down, uh, and we repelled every single attack that came our way. Uh, and it felt so fucking good. That's it. But it felt so good. But like, also, when I play PvP shooters, um, when it when like if I played like I loved Overwatch, I mm. played a fucking stupid amount of Overwatch back in 2016. When you lose Overwatch, doesn't feel great. No. Uh, when we lost a uh, even when we came like third out of three in uh in the finals 
I was still having a really good time. Yeah, there's so, mate because you know you've had a like a few moments or you know that you've done something cool or silly or bonk. Yeah, like you say bonkers or we've you you, you are on a massive an adrenaline rush all the way through the game, which is yeah. uh, which is yeah fantastic. You know, the, it like, is. like when we were stuck um, in that roof space, like the the cash point was in a roof space and there was only like a loft hatch to come through, and we thought, oh yeah, we're we're safe here. All we've got to do is kind of overwatch this uh this loft hatch and we're, we're laughing and then the whole roof just exploded and, and collapsed yeah. around us and then people See, just piling in from all sides there was some really and then it throws in some really interesting like wrinkles like i, I knew uh, kind of about the basic structure of like it's sort of like an extraction shooter mm. from x battlefield devs it's got destructible environments and stuff like that it plays the shooting it feels very much like a battlefield game yeah. i was not expecting the like random hey it's low gravity for the next 30 seconds yeah, yeah. or when you kill Orbital someone strikes. they explode yeah or like yeah just like Basically, random if, stuff if you like stop that. moving they will put an orbital strike and just take you out from you know a satellite way above the map yeah so you can't sit and camp and um yeah Stuff like that. It's just little things that they throw in that can completely change the way the the game plays. Like yeah. it's it's, it's you know what? this is the kind of thing that I think I wonder if the big wigs at Creative Assembly looked at this and were just like, Do you know what? Um yeah, our game's gonna not gonna get launch. there. Yeah. Yeah, let's just kill it. Which is a shame because I played the beta for I can't remember what it's called now. Tainas. Hyenas, yeah, yeah, I played the, the beta for hyenas, alpha and beta for that, yeah, and uh, it was fun, and it felt like a, you know, comp- like a solidly put together game. It felt like it was almost there, yeah, but uh, what it didn't but, have, yeah, this would have just eaten its lunch before it even got a chance to come out. Yeah, it's weird in the fact that the hyenas, everything was enclosed in the space station, and it was yeah. all internal rooms, whereas this is all yeah. external. And you can go into the buildings, but it's mainly external and running across rooftops and, and that kind yes. of thing. And it's all zipping like in along, zip yeah. like in Battlefield. And I'm I sure, think, you can go inside buildings, but then someone can just bring that building down, down around you. This is it, right? And and mm. I just feel like that that was the way to go with these types of games, is to, having that wide open space that you can use your creativity in, I think was the, uh, yeah, definitely the way to go. So, um yeah, it's it's just fantastic, and like I say, I get a like big adrenaline boost out of it. Yeah, and like some of it, just watch it. But like the fun part I had was like watching other teams' tactics, and then trying to incorporate that into the way we were playing. Like the so bit like where they put those, the extraction point on a jump pad and it kept going. This up is and it. Down. Yeah, so the cash point was on a on a jump pad, so you can't get to the cash point. You can't hold the button down long enough. So that's it. You, you, the game's over at that point. Or like when they put yeah. jump pads on the stairs as you're coming up through a through a building. So you run up and it, you're just basically getting constantly pinged into a wall, and you yeah. can't get out of it and stuff. And like using it as traps and yeah, the way like you people, can um, you can put C4 on top of the cash box. Yeah, wait until you get the alert that somebody is trying to steal the cash box off you, and then just detonate the C4 and kill them. Yeah, or you can like, like there's a lot there's of sneaky well, things yeah. you can do. Yeah. There's traps, Bonker. yeah. There's a whole bunch of stuff. I only got to when we played a. Uh, we had a good session um, the other week, and I, I've only played with two of the classes, mm. um, and you know, hadn't really put together any proper builds or anything like that. I'm desperate to play it again. 
uh with you guys i don't i haven't gone back and played it on my own i don't i, I don't feel like it would be much fun to play yeah it's not it, you, you have to have a coordinated but, um, team it's, it is one of those ones where yeah. you have to have at least to stand a chance yeah 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 um Good review of it in the latest issue of Edge, by the way. They okay. gave it an eight out, eight out of ten, which is for them is you know it's a generous score. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, but uh, I I really like it. It's um, it's got a healthy but not massive uh, numbers on a Twitch and on um, Steam charts. Yeah. Uh, so I hope that it sticks around. Uh, I would much rather play this than. It's weird you know, how it's not got pick, Valorant picked or... up. It's, it's, or it doesn't feel like it's got picked up by the mainstream, and it just feels like a game that not so much no. explode. Yeah, yeah. Don't know if that's um, a marketing issue or if that's just a word of mouth issue that people are being so into their that sort of Baldur's Gates and other bits and bobs that sort of you know the first person PvP isn't a an exciting thing at the moment, you know what we've like Call of Duty going off, and I was gonna say, I, I mean, like it's... I'm just looking on um, uh, Twitch right now, and currently there's like eighty thousand people watching Valorant. <laughs> wow, one hundred and sixty-six thousand people watching Counter Strike Two. Yeah. Um. So, pff, I don't know. It's weird, isn't it? Um, Apex it Legends find its got twenty-seven thousand. Yeah. Um. Like as a yeah, twenty five thousand people watching radio or not. I can't even see I'm uh, scrolling down more. I can't even see uh, the finals on here. Yeah. Um which is a shame. Yeah. Uh but uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um when we were talking about AI stuff earlier though. Oh yeah. Uh, That's the, game, the one thing the I was like. referring to. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know how I feel about it. It doesn't. I didn't notice it. Like, um, I didn't hear it and go like, "Oh yeah, that sounds like AI." No. Uh, time for people who don't know, um, it uses uh, AI text to speech to do the in-game commentary. So, um, Chaz, you explained it was like so they can put new lines in. Yeah, they can just constantly change the lines. Like I've seen um, people who've like modded it and just added their own lines and. Um, yeah, so they can just constantly keep refreshing it and just keeping it, make it feel like it's the idea is it's supposed to be like a, a futuristic game show. So the so I think what they want to do is like just keep constantly feeding new lines so it doesn't feel stale. But I I think that the the, the performance of it or how it works I think is yeah very spooky. But it's currently uh, three thousand people watching. Yeah, this that is, is it. Right? The finals. Yeah. So it's it's that thing of I just like the the AI AI voice is spooky because I I couldn't really tell, but then there's just certain times think, when it kicks in and sort of cadences and stuff where you go ah oh, yeah maybe yeah once you told thought, I thought if I thought if it wasn't AI. I already knew it was AI when we pl- first played mm. it, so it's one of those where you know I, yeah. I already knew. So it's not like a hey, I won. I wonder. I was fooled. Yeah, but I thought that the performance was a bit flat. I would say it was the delivery and performance was flat, mm. but also I just thought this, the script were awful. Like they were, they were, <laughs> they were like yeah. very, very bad dad joke puns. Yeah, most of the time. Um, so yeah. 
I didn't enjoy it, but if 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 the writing on it had been better, it might have been better. This is it, but this is but the thing. Again, is that I think again... that delivery, if you'd have got a real human to do it, I appreciate that it would yeah. have cost them money, it would cost them time and studio Cadence time and, and all of this. Like, changed that, it could have... Hum- yeah, yeah humans would work. put some personality into it, whereas it was like, hey, looks like the so-and-sos have just done this. It, there was no emotion behind it and there was no... Yeah, like the what a real game. human would yeah. have would have given behind it that. Um, so yeah, don't know. Uh, yeah, it's it's an odd one, but yeah, like the, hopefully, like they can just keep plowing more and more lines into it and just yeah develop that further, and hopefully it will you know get get somewhere near where it needs to be. But um, yeah, yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I I I was completely fooled by it. It was only when um I started hearing it on podcasts and then saying like, oh my god, like this is AI and blah blah blah. I was like, wow, you know, I I I was I was fully taken in. I I won't you know, I won't lie on that front. But uh, yeah, no, like I said, the, the games we played, like I, I came off that session and I was absolutely buzzing, and um like, I was just desperate yeah. to play some more. So yeah, have to yeah, get a few more it. sessions in. Yeah, for sure. Um, Chaz, have you been playing anything else you want to talk about? I have. I picked up a very, 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 very cheap copy of um, Marvel Midnight Suns. Oh, man. I've been intrigued to play this. Yes. Odd, odd game. So, obviously, I've been into my kind of odd strategy, top-down, whatever you want to call them, sort of tactics games, your XCOMs. Enemy Unknowns and the like. And um, obviously love a bit of like uh, Gears of War Tactics. I think that's amazing. XCOM and XCOM Chimera Squad. Like love those kind of games. I thought, oh, I'll pick this up because everyone keeps... Like, it, was, it was like six quid. And I thought it, it's worth picking up and having a go. And I tried it on the Xbox and I wasn't really feeling it. But I thought, do you know what? I'll keep hearing good things about it. I'll give it another go. Play so much better on the um, on the PC for obvious reasons, mouse and keyboard, and it's that kind of that kind of game, isometric top-down tactics game. But with um, loads of sort of what I would call B-tier Marvel characters. So, you, you know, you've got your Iron Man there, and your, which obviously isn't B-tier, but you've got your... Um, what's his name? Iron Doctor Man Strange. was a B-tier character well, yeah, until this is the it, film right? came out. But you've got like um, Iron Man and, and Doctor Strange, but then you've got like you are some like character from way way back. Was it a new character called the Huntress? Um, and yeah, yeah. Like I'm trying to think of the other characters that are in there. That you've got like a, a Ghost Riders in it, and and that kind fucking of stuff. Ghost Riders in there, Blades, Blades in, in there. there. You know, like it's um, it's it's a bit of a who's who of like the, the kind of back catalogue of Marvel heroes, right? I thought this could be interesting, so. Yeah, I jumped in and gave it a go, but it's such a weird game because it's. Did you ever play um, Fire Emblem Three Houses? I did, yeah. Uh, and I, I ever... know exactly what you're getting at. It's like the whole um... like you're in a castle and you've got the three factions and you're kind of all mm-hmm. having a chat and you've got to build up relationships and yeah, you got to go and take people out for tea and yeah, you're you're basically doing that with Marvel characters. And it's just a bit weird because <laughs> it doesn't, it's it's almost as, it's like they wanted to do it, but they didn't have enough time. So they only took it so far. 
And in only taking it to kind of like the first level of what it could be, um, it just feels a little bit stilted and weird. And I don't really understand kind of what you get out of it other than a couple of... All you're doing is sort of increasing stats for um, later in the game when you're bringing those characters in on missions with you. So Are it's, the interactions at least well-written? Well-written-ish. I wouldn't say they were like... Again, like... that. It all feels just a little bit like B tier. Like, like, remember, like they had good old days of a B B video game, where it's like the writing's like there or almost there. The mechanics are kind of there, or it's got like one interesting thing, like 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 you say with the you've got to build up the relationships to update your stats and stuff with each character. Everything's just that little bit kind of either undercooked or off, and um. So yeah, like I spent, you spend fifty percent of the game just schmoozing Marvel characters and kind of like sitting down and watching telly with them, and going fishing and that kind of like going fishing with Blade, you know <laughs> that kind of thing. And then the other half of the mission, you're sent off and into this really really stripped down version of XCOM where there's no board, there's no kind of oh you can only go this far. It, it is literally, I click on this character, I get it's card-based rather than um, having powers on cooldowns. So you'll just get a deck of cards come up at the bottom of the screen. It's like, right, this one's strike. This one is use your whip. And essentially, what you're, I'll tell you the game it reminds me of, Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle. It's that, but even more stripped down. So, you know, in Kingdom Battle, you could move your character and if you got to another one of your, like, Princess Peach, you they would give you a little vault and you'd get a jump forward and you'd get extra movement spaces. Nothing like that. You just walk to where you want to go and then you play the card in your hand and you hit the bad man and you take some points off of him, right? The only way to sort of get more combos, in inverted commas, or kind of get more damage is to use some use the environment. So you would say, I have like the huntress has a whip ability. You can whip someone, but then you get the opportunity with your mouse. You get like a a, a V, an arc that you can sort of whip him into. So if another character is in there, you sort of point your little needle to whoever you want to hit. Like your bloke wants to hit their bloke. You do whip, and they twang this guy across the screen it hits the other guy and they both die and and that is like kind of the majority of the gameplay is just trying to work out the the a to b to c right well if i take him and whip him into him they're both going to die then i'm going to take this guy and i'm going to drop him on that guy that takes out these two guys and i now i've got to basically punch a helicopter till it doesn't take off and it's just really simple um and then the only way it really kind of adds any jeopardy is that you can if you've got like a hand of cards and some of the cards you haven't got enough mana for you can then essentially pick a card and replace it and hopefully are you'll you, get picked out of a pool are you quite early on though yeah quite early on i mean i'm not like yeah. I'm, I'm definitely so I'd say, good, like, good five or ten missions in XCOM was quite similar like the first few hours of XCOM, at least the first one yeah um quite simple quite straightforward 
and then they start throwing in this is the thing is um, you know the new class out. types and the new weapon types and the new enemies and then suddenly like your tactics uh, uh the, the type of tactics you need gets get a lot more complicated and mm. i'm wondering whether as it gets more complex then there'll be more depth because like i'm hoping there is this game reviewed really well it didn't mm. sell well but it no. reviewed really well um it was very highly regarded by you know lots yeah. of of games journalists whose opinions i i i value so no, I, I, I just, uh, I just hope that what I, where I think the depth will come in is that you'll get it will meet out different Marvel characters as you go along, and they will, and then it'll be about building certain teams for certain scenarios. Yeah, you know, and whereas with XCOM, you would always come back to your base and you were doing research and all that kind of stuff. I think it's more about coming back to your base, tweaking your teams for the next mission going out, and then, and then. You know, basically just going out and executing on, on on the combat. But so far, you know, quite quite pleasant, quite pleasantly enjoying the story, and like you say, doing all these kind of weird and wacky chats with everyone, and doing a chatty bit. But then, I'm almost want to skip through that to get to the combat bit because that's the bit that I enjoy more. But um, yeah. I think if your your mileage may vary in as much as where you which angle you're coming in from. If you're someone who just wants to see people having relationships and talking and you want to, you know, sort of find out how Tony Stark, you know, thinks and feels, then you'll love the the Fire Emblem Three Houses part of it. You know, the Hogwarts, you know, we're, we're all trapped in a mansion and have to talk to each other a bit. But um, mm. it's weird though, because obviously like coming off the back of playing Baldur's Gate, which is similar, you and you're building that relationship. It's kind of like then coming mm. back to this is like it's hard work, but I am really yeah. enjoying it. I'm for for what it is. So um, yeah, yeah, it's okay. definitely worth picking up if you can find it cheap. Yeah, oh, it's cheap constantly at the moment. Yeah, exactly. It's, so it's, um, like yeah. it's permanently on sale. Yeah, it's a shame because I think I, I swear I had it on um on Game Pass, but I could be wrong there. I don't think it's been on Game Pass yet. No. Yeah, it might have been a demo. Otherwise, then. I would have. I've definitely I played it checked it out. Yeah. Definitely played a demo yeah. of it, but yeah, thoroughly enjoying it. Um, like I say, and um, yeah, your mind may vary on, on how much you want to kind of like romance Captain Marvel or you know something stuff like that. So yeah, yeah, Good I, fun. It's, it's something that I will play because I love the both the X Men mm. games. Um, yeah, it just hasn't. It just feels light. I mean, it's been it's there's been a few points where I've been tempted because it's been cheap, but I've just got like I've been like, oh, do you know what? I've got like my backlog. Maybe I shouldn't. But. Mm. No, it just feels a little light. games anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Like I say, hopefully as I get into it, I'll be a bit more depth. But yeah. Yeah. Good fun. Good. Uh, Let me run down what I've been playing real quick then. Um, I have played the first section of Chance of Sanaa. Um, It was cheap on Steam and it's something that came up a lot in Game of the Year discussions last year. Uh, so I thought I'd check it out. Chance of Sanaa is a point-and-click adventure game, um, which is already a big tick in my book. Mm-hmm. Um, it's based around the Tower of Babel, basically. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so you are playing a character who interacts with different groups of people who speak a different language. And the puzzles... 
Um, there are some like traditional style point and click puzzles, but they're f they're fairly simple. What's the com what is the complexity of the game is that in order to find out how to solve those puzzles, you need to decipher the language that that group of people is speaking, and the language is all depicted in as uh, like you know um, hieroglyphs or whatever you know. Yeah. Whatever Symbol. symbology they want to use. Symbology, that's the word, yeah. Um, whatever the symbology is that they're using. Uh, and you have to decipher it. And so, like, this game is available on consoles, um, but I've been playing it on PC, and I think that's probably the best way to play it because, for, a, for example, here's an example. Uh, this is how the game opens. You're walking around, and you find a switch and a door. Right. And the switch, uh, when you look at the switch and it's got like, it's in the down position, it's got one symbol and then another symbol. And then in the up position, it's got the same second symbol, but the first symbol is different. And then you move the switch up and the door opens. And so you figure like, okay, the symbol that's the same on these, on the two points of the switch, that means door. The oh. one that's down on the left means closed and the one that's, that's up on the left means open. open. So you open up your notebook and you see these symbols and you type in door, open, close, whatever. Right. And then you go around and then like you'll meet a character and the character will start talking to you. Uh, and then based on what he says, followed by what he does, you can make a guess at what those words mean and then you type those into your notebook. And then when, when, you've, when you've filled in like what you think a, a, a letter means, what a symbol means, it will, uh, the, when the person talks to you again, or when you read a sign or something like that, the symbols will appear, and then underneath each one that you've made a guess will be the word that you guess it is. And then you're like, oh, well, that doesn't make any sense, so obviously I've got one of these wrong. Mm. Um, and so it's like a sort of trial and error and like filling trying in a spreadsheet to, to populate the the words in the game but then obviously some you'll get wrong well, you're feeling that's like why the puzzle is dictionary right? aren't you really yeah it's it's code breaking yeah it's essentially just code breaking it's um i've been really you're... i've been really intrigued in this game since i saw the game makers toolkit video about it yes i don't know if you watched uh, that. i watched the video subsequently after i played the first section of it it's really really good video yeah um there is like a story that's running through it. Uh, it seems like I've said I've only done the first section, um, but it's 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 really really neat. It's really cool. Um, I don't know how original it is. I don't know if games have tried to do this before, um, where you're trying to decipher language. Well, I mean, I've come across it in other games before. I mean, like it was in um, uh, what should we call it? Fez. Fez, yeah, that's the one. And Fez is the one that comes Tunic to and stuff like that, where you're like deciphering a language, but not, I haven't seen it presented in this sort of style before. Well, like, this is the crux of the game, is like deciphering this yeah. language. Um, but there's more than, there's multiple, because because it's the Tower of Babel, there are multiple languages <laughs> for you to decipher. Nice. Uh, but yeah, it's it, really neat. I really like the art style. The music's really nice. It's It's a proper chill game, but it's like a good head scratcher. It's one that's like you've got the in-game like, um, like it's the sort of game that you would normally like. I'd normally say like, oh, you need a notepad next to you, but like they've just built it into the game. That's great. So, you know, you, you it'll show you every single symbol that you've you've encountered so far, and you can put the letters next to them and and like 
put your guesses. It does what it does. Unfortunately, that at certain points, like key points through the for at least through this first section, there'll be like a bit where it'll have like some symbols next to some sketches of items or actions or mm. you know whatever, and if you like then put the le- the words that you've guessed you think they are next to the right ones it will lock those in and yeah. tell you what they actually mean um which is in on one hand it's kind of neat but on the other hand it's like i kind of wish that it didn't do that and you just had to just left you to not know and it just interpret. left you with your best guess yeah. yeah to interpret it exactly i wish it kind of wish it did that or at least gave you the option of doing that but that's the only like niggle I've got with it so far. Uh, yeah, really, really neat. Mm. Um, that sounds played fascinating. How long? Yeah, I just played just over an hour. Um, about well, 112 minutes or whatever that is. So what's yeah. the name of that again? Chance of Senar. S E N N A A R. It was like 12 or 13 pounds on Steam um, when I bought it. So um, really, really neat. Um, I played a chunk of, uh, again, only about an hour, but it's still, it's a, you know, a couple of playthroughs of mm. the Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe, nice. which, um, I, I mean, I played Stanley Parable original version when it came out. Uh, this is like, this is the new all singing, all dancing version of it. Yeah. Uh, that also includes the sequel hidden in there somewhere. I love that that, that, um, that whole. Section. I haven't come, a- I haven't come across the sequel yet. I've had, I've done two complete playthroughs. Both of them were completely different. Yeah. The second playthrough, I mean, can I just, can I mention do anything? It. Yeah, do it. Happens? Do it. I mean, I've played for it. I've yeah, about, yeah, go for it. Yeah, I've You're done right. about eight or nine runs on it. Yeah. I've been like ten years um, or something, but yeah. yeah. But no, this is some stuff that isn't in the original version. Oh, okay. So. I don't know if I should mention it or not. Just go for it. But I'll say I'll put it this way. Um, I was running through it, and the narrator started complaining about like maybe you don't like this game. What's wrong with this sort of? Maybe I'll show you a different <laughs> game then. <laughs> and then the game, the screen went blank, and then it faded up again. And suddenly I was playing a completely different video game. Oh, right. One, okay. one which we have done a a game that we have yes. entered into the LGR Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, which one? and then do you want to do you want to know? Well, I'm just trying to think which ones we've entered into the Hall of Fame. Half Life. No. Um, it would have been funny though because it's, it's, it's this source, this is so it? clearly built on Source Engine, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, that's why I went yeah. Half Life. Um, no, it's not Half Life. What's the last one? Because they're mates with um. Oh man, they're what like thumbs in... guys. Go on, go on. You're gonna have to put me out my misery. Just Firewatch. Yeah, Firewatch. Oh, really? The yeah. game just loaded and it's just like, oh, shit, with, now I'm playing Firewatch. They're all mates, aren't they? The, the campus yeah. center guys are all, like, the other thumbs well, guys are all... Firewatch is but then, like, source as well. You start to, you start to like, wander around in that world, and then it's like, no, this is an open world game. This won't do at all. And then suddenly, like, brick walls appear everywhere <laughs> and, like, and wall you in. And then, like, he turned that off and then, like, okay, we'll try this in- instead. And then I was just on the Rocket League pitch. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? And you can run around the Rocket League pitch for a while, and like it, just, it goes in Have such. Have you got the like, time travel one? Sp- 
No, I had no. Oh, the time travel one is, uh, and I haven't found the sequel. Explain it, or do you want to wait till you get to it? No, no. Let me, let me, let me discover that because this is one I'm going to dive in into over and over and over again. Uh, You'll be glad to know, Nick, that they've still got all of the old um, trophies in there. So if you play the game for the entirety of a Tuesday, there's one, or like don't play the game for five years, there's one. Well, if I boot Um, the original Stanley Parable up, I should probably get the five years one by now. Um, yeah, there's, what I was uh, going to ask is because I played Stanley Parable, like I say, more than ten years ago now. Yeah, I've done exactly the same. I as was you, mate. very yeah. much a. I wasn't a teenager just, but I was still in that sort of mindset. I still found Cards Against Humanity funny. Yeah, and I mean, that Cards kind of humor still be funny. And the... that kind of humor does. Yeah. Does as as a grown man who has maybe matured in his comic tastes, mm-hmm. is it still funny? Oh yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. that's my one worry is that like I'd start playing it again and think this isn't funny anymore. Now, it's like if I go back and watch like no, achievement I hunter find videos, it funnier, from, but from in a different way ago. because a lot of the stuff is now self-referential. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of self-referential stuff in there. There's a lot of stuff that reference that that makes reference to changes in. I say video game tastes and attitudes that have happened in the last yeah. 10 years since original okay. came out but also the humor that was already in there was kind of timeless in a Douglas Adams sort of yeah, way Hitchhiker's yeah, type quite, way yeah it was quite Douglas Adams it's just that thing of like because I know that things that I watched 10 years ago I would look back and think why did I ever find this funny I'm so embarrassed at myself sure but I think yeah. this game comedy even literally looks back at itself and then has those kind of you know, it has that kind of commentary about itself. Yeah, it it, it does. It looks at itself, yeah, from from outside. If that if you if that makes sense, it's um yeah, it's mm. it's, it's a stunning bit of work. Okay. What they've added are and how doing, they've changed it. Are you doing origami or something? No. <laughs> what are you I'm, doing? I'm cleaning my keyboard. Oh, okay. <laughs> Taking all the keys off and getting rid of all the grubby shit. Oh no! There's, but there's so many dust bunnies in there. It's been like five years, uh, so that yeah, it's uh, pretty nasty. Uh, oh, take a God. picture of it. Yeah, you it should is, probably just hose it down at this it point. It is not nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe. It's oh my God, oh, it's incredible. Disgusting. Yeah, um, yeah, it's a it's a fucking great game. Really, really good. Um, I'll just quickly run over um, a couple of games I've been playing. I've been indulging. Uh, myself because i like to treat myself every now and then you know and just like just wallow Mm -hmm. in a genre that i really love and the genre that i love i think probably more than any other genre uh are stealth games oh you i said hentai games no well no (laughs) that's your second favorite sorry (laughs) no someone we know yeah uh, (laughs) someone we know that yeah i won't say anything more than that um (laughs) I uh, I really love stealth games. Really, really love them. Um, especially third person ones. First person stealth games are amazing. You know how much I love Dishonored. Um, but like, I don't know something about third person stealth games that really gets me. Uh, and I'm indulging in a couple of classic ones. Um, although maybe one of them stretching the definition of classic. But I, I was playing um, Splinter Cell Blacklist. Oh. Uh, the last Splinter Cell game, um, what a fucking franchise that was! <laughs> that that entire franchise lasted a decade. 
Yeah, it's mad. So is that the one that Which was is after crazy for, for you? That was the one that's after Conviction. Conviction, right, yeah. Yeah. So the first Splinter Cell game came out in 2002 and the last one came out in 2013. So 11 years. But in that space of time, there was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games in 11 years. I just got Hitman and and, and, and that mixed up, so apologies. Yeah. Um <laughs> So Splinter Cell Blacklist, that was the controversial one. They replaced Michael Ironside as the mm. voice of of um, um, Splinter McSellface. Uh, Sam Fisher. Um, and they kind of... But they brought it back to like the more old-school game style. So like Conviction was, was a good game. I enjoyed it, but it was like... Uh, you could only really play one particular way. It's like you had to kill everyone. No. no, it was more like an action-y game, but he was like, in that game, you're like cut off from, from all of your equipment and your usual support stuff and whatnot, yeah. Um, I kind of liked it, but uh, Blacklist uh, like brings it back to like the, the more old-school style stealth stuff. You can play, basically, there's three play styles you can play in it. It's called like Assault, Panther, and Ghost. And Assault is like, just run in and kill everyone. Mm. Panther is be stealthy, but kill everyone. And Ghost is just get in and out without anyone even knowing you were there. And that obviously is my preferred yeah. style of play. Non-lethal, take down as many people, take down as few people as possible, get in and out without leaving a trace. Love playing that way. Um, it's really good. Uh, it's it's aged pretty well. Um, unfortunately, uh, this is a problem that you come up with a few times with older games. Uh, and this game is, yeah, what, uh, 12 years old now. 13 years old. No, sorry. 11 years old now. Fucking hell. Um, no support for, like, ultra-wide monitors. Uh, mm. But that's a me problem, I, you know. Whatever. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, uh, it's really good. Um, I also was dabbling in... Um, I played all the way through uh, Sniper Elite 4. <laughs> Um, that's a good game. It's good fun. It was. Um, so that's the uh, re- rebellion from, uh, from our friend Andy's. Um, probably yeah. one of his favorite studios. I think Rebellion. He yeah. loves. He loves Rebellion games. He loves the 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 zombie shooting games and the what was the last one he was playing? The one with like there was a four player co op. Oh, Strange um, Brigade. Strange Brigade. Yeah, he loved yeah. that. Um. Sniper Elite series I've really always really liked. They're they're like solid, like B, double A, yeah, double A um, games. Third person uh, stealth games. They always had like rickety stealth sections, but you could shoot Nazis in the head in slow motion. Yeah, Um, and get that weird, get that cool X-ray effect. Yeah, and that never gets old. No. Um, Sorry, what did you say, Nick? I said and testicles. Oh, yeah, and you can shoot them in the nuts as well. Um, you can shoot them everywhere. You can shoot the grenades on their belts. You can you can shoot snipers through their own scopes, like in uh, Saving Private Ryan. Um, I've always had a soft spot for the, for the series, but if, like, they've made like huge leaps and jumps as they've gone along. And so like you get to Sniper Elite 4, and suddenly the stealth is not so rickety, and it's actually a viable stealth game. Mm. And they've made huge improvements to the ability to like move around and like climb and vault and um 
and stuff like that. Um, I played all the way through that and then jumped into Sniper Elite 5 just to see the differences in comparison because yeah. there's like a few years between the two. And it's like, it's, it's, uh, the, they, with every single game in a series, they make such massive leaps forward. Yeah. It's, it's kind of crazy. So, like, the, not just the, I mean, it's still got the hallmarks of a double A game, like character facial animations during cutscenes is like, uh, the, you know, like a decade out of date. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but overall, the game looks incredible. Um, like the second level in Sniper Elite 5 takes place on like, um a fictional version of um uh mont saint michel so it, it's like a you know an island with a giant monastery on it it looks like fucking Anne orlando it's amazing no cool um um but like you know they make huge changes in the, in the gameplay like the sniper elite 5 was the first one where they're like okay we're gonna put in like an attachment system on your guns which is like you know okay yeah sort of thing that you would have expected a yeah and i've only just caught up with it but it's like it is but they're they're always towing this fine line of like putting in stuff that gamers will like whilst also trying to be as much as they can slavishly um <laughs> accurate when it comes to the guns to the point of you know that guy that does the videos for GameSpot, yeah where he talks about guns in he works with the royal armories Right, okay. up in up in your neck of the woods, Nick. Leeds, yeah, Leeds. I'm not from Leeds. Um, and he no, but it's your part of the world. Uh, it's the north, isn't it? Um, <laughs> he's north. <laughs> um, yeah, he was like a consultant on like some stuff to like make sure the weapons were were, were as accurate as possible. Mm. Um. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. It's just it's a it's a weird series. Yeah, it's a weird uh, series, it's, it's, but actually, it's it, it's a lot of fun. Like from when I've played, it's so it. much fun. It's just they put in yeah. They put a, an invasion mode into Sniper Elite Five, completely optional. You can turn yeah, it it's off. Like sort of the Dark Souls invasion thing. Yeah, yeah, or like um, Death Loop. Yeah, uh, where you can be invaded, or you can go and invade another player's game and like hunt them down and have like. You know, have that sniper one v one sniper battle, yeah, uh, which is fucking good. I've actually watched some stream. Uh, like, I used to watch some streams. Like the Xbox stream um, channel was doing it a lot, just doing yeah. like, um, Sniper Elite Five when it came out, and then yeah, like mm. you say, you were just watching it, and then suddenly people would invade, and yeah, then it was an hour long sniper battle. It was great. Well, sniper Elite Five is still on uh, Game Pass at the moment. If you want to check it out. Yeah, uh, and four was, I think it, well, I think it cost me four pounds. Yeah. It's like, it's always it's in the Steam sales as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah it's, it's a, fran- it's a series that I love despite all of its like, you know, uh, creaking little problems and like, and it's like obvious lack of budget and lack of it's polish it's, compared to, uh, you know, a Metal Gear Solid five or something like that. It's like the Wolf and, uh, is it the Wolf and the new Wolfenstein game? It's kind of like one mm. or two degrees step back from that but still yes. got that kind of feel and yeah it's all very kind of i'm gruff man and i'm gonna go and shoot everyone you know yeah i mean carl fairburn the, the character is like he's almost a caricature at this point yeah and like the 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 nazi villains are like uh hilariously like 
you know, over the top yeah. car- cartoonish villains, which is kind of fun. <laughs> but the story themselves are like completely forgettable. But that's yeah. not what you play this no. game for, no. really. It's about the level um, design and, and, and yeah, just picking your way through the levels, isn't it? Yeah, and they yeah. make the levels huge uh, and a bit hitman uh, in, in, in a kind of in way. Like, there is, and like, uh, so like in the fourth, in the fourth one, it's just like you load into a level, you start the same place every time. Here's your list of objectives, and that's it. Um, in the new one, in in five, it's like you have a starting starting location, but you can unlock other starting locations. So it's clearly saying like we would encourage you to play this game, these levels through multiple, multiple times. times because there's different ways that you can do things and like on each level you'll have like your main objective and then you know half a dozen or more side objectives but then it'll also be like a target hmm. uh, off a list for you to assassinate and you can take them out any way you want but like there'll be bonuses for taking them out a specific way so like first level was like a nazi general who's going around doing inspections um and it's like you get the bonus if you kill him with an explosive kill. But, like, there's lots of dudes around. So it's like you can shoot him from a distance and do it nice and safely. Or you can, like, very, very stealthily and very carefully sneak up behind his car without his chauffeur noticing. And then booby trap a rig a grenade onto the back of it so that when, when the general goes and gets in the car and the car goes to drive off, it blows up. Amazing. and you get an extra bonus but it's like a lot of extra work to get that to get that done yeah. um or it's like one where there was like a you had to kill a general who was in like a, a mansion uh and there was like a whole bunch of generals together and you don't know which <coughs> one is the one that you're you're targeting unless you can get in that room and scope all of them out and figure out which is the one that you that you want to kill and then you get the bonus for dropping a chandelier on his head um <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of like Hitman uh, stuff in there. Yeah. It's it's very clearly like pulls influences from a lot of places. Yeah, but it's just such a fast. It's so fascinating going through from like I never played Sniper Elite One, but I've played from Sniper Elite V Two all the way through to Five, and like the huge leaps that it's made, whilst clearly being made by a small, yeah, or smaller yeah. team yeah. with a smaller budget than you'd expect. Yeah. Um. Yeah, they're quite kind of fun. neat. Yeah, they are. They are really fun. Um, might go and play some more now. To be honest, <laughs> don't uh, step into it. Yeah, although the new season of Diablo Four has uh, just kicked off. Um, okay, and it's all you get. You get a robot pet. It's all about automatons. Um, right. I've I've played like thirty minutes of it, so I don't, <laughs> don't know what the crack <laughs> is too much, and I, I don't know what's a good build or anything yet. So. Uh, but at that new season started. I think it started today or yesterday. Yeah. Um, and that'll be for the next three months. So I'll dip in and out of that. But uh, yeah, I'm just loving Sniper Elite at the moment. So nice. Uh, have you got anything else you want to talk about? Yeah. Nope. You do? <laughs> I do. Ooh, okay. Hit me. Red Boring is out. Yes. Oh yeah, Red Bull Ring is out and it's had to course a competizione. Have you played it? No, I've not even bought it yet. I just wanted to say oh, we okay. need to fucking we need to all buy it and we need to all fucking yeah. hit the Red Bull Ring because that is my <coughs> fucking favourite track in the world. How much is it? Fourteen pounds ninety nine pence. It comes with it's, a course of competizione. it's cause it comes with a GTE two pack, so you get six new cars oh, right, with that. Right. Okay. 
GT2 class. Yep, GT2 class with the Red Bull ring. They've, because they've, th- that's the only way they could bring Red Bull ring in. Because yeah. it's not a GT3 track anymore. It's only a GT2 track. Interesting. So to mm. to get the license, to do the licensing in, they had to bring GT2 cars in. Okay. I don't oh, care about cars. That... I just want the Red Bull no. ring. I, but <laughs> yeah. as many people in the reviews are pointing out... Like one car and one track in iRacing is forty-four quid. Yeah. Yeah, I know. All right. I will uh I'll have a look into that. Yeah. I'll have to I'll have to dig the steering wheel out again. Yeah, exactly. It's been a while. It's been too long it since has. we've had a play. It has. And we've all got VR now as well. We yeah. do, yeah. We can all we can be VR boys. We can all be <laughs> VR boys. <laughs> Talking of VR, I've been playing um I haven't played a lot of it, but I've been playing Power Wash Sim on the nice. VR. Oh, is it in? Oh, yeah, it's available in VR now, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. I'd be one. interested to play that in VR yeah. more than I did playing it on a screen. I've literally uh, done the first got, level, and um, I yeah, got stress headaches. Yeah, playing it on in two D because I was like, you know, concentrating on a little tiny section of a thing yeah. and like very carefully swiping my mouse back and forward. So being able to be in it and just yeah. Just bent like down it. and stuff yeah so it's been yeah it's yeah. been good and there's a lot of um it's like there's a tool belt and stuff that you kind of look down and pick stuff up off of so yeah oh. you do feel like you're there and um but yeah i need to get a bit further yeah, so that's a separate it game level. it's not like it's no, not same download game. for the yes yeah, just the, okay. the 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 game but on oculus so yeah it's literally native to oculus so i've been uh yeah i've been playing well jumped onto that and literally played it a few days ago so yeah, give me give give me a couple of weeks and I'll uh, I'll probably come back with info on that going forward. Excellent. Yeah. Um. Okay. Shall we uh, wrap this up then? Can do. All right. Well, gentlemen, as always, absolute pleasure to talk to you. And you. Um, and you. Thank you for listening, dear listener. Thank we will you. be back in two weeks' time, hmm. uh, where we'll be talking about another video game movie. That's the plan. As far as I'm aware. I'm waiting for Nick to confirm. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, sorry, I should, I should have... Gonna... Sorry, can I do that again? Okay. Yahoo! <laughs> that was your clue as to what film we'll be watching. <laughs> um, and of course, we're talking about the classic Bob Hoskins which, which uh, Mario we, Brothers movie. Which one are we doing? I thought the we're new one, the... but then I, I just thought there is an old one, isn't there? Yeah. We're not doing the Bob Hoskins one. Okay. As much as I love it, we're okay. not doing that <laughs> okay. one. Good. We're doing the new one. Um, yeah, so we, we're, we're watching the 2023. Yeah. Is that the year it came out? Why I thought not? it was 22. Yeah. Oh, was it 22? But, mm, Whenever it came out. Maybe the Mario film for the last couple of years. We'll be doing that in a couple of weeks' time. So, um, <laughs> 23. Yeah. Get it watched. Uh, if you've already watched it, then let us know what you think of it. Then you can tweet us uh, at LapsGamer or you can email us at LapsGamerRadio at gmail.com. Uh, yeah, that's about it. Thanks very much for listening and we'll catch you in a couple of weeks' time. ta See ya. Bye. <laughs>